Then the great man, of course, is Jay. Jay Hilprin. Hey. hey, Jay, how are you going? Very well, thanks. How are you? I'm very well. For those of you, for those of you that aren't aware, Jay is the machine, the man that makes the phone calls, the outgoing calls for the Kaloshi team that wrote $10 million, the EBU, in the last 12 months. And Jay has been kind enough today to share a little bit of time about how he goes about prospecting, uh, the kind of calls he makes, and just some of the things that he learnt that are do's and don'ts to ensure that you're prospecting consistently. So, Jay, thank you so much. Congratulations, mate. You are part of the best business unit in Australia, and you are also part of the number one real estate office in Australia based on numbers, which last year the Kaloshi office did $51 million in GCI. So congratulations, Jay. Thank you very much, Tom. So, Jay, you've been kind enough to take a few bullet points and expand on them for our real estate gym members, um, and I'd love you to sort of share um, what are your main key learnings. Maybe we start off with that, and then we might actually do a couple of prospecting role-playing calls. So over to you, Jay. Cool. So I try and implement an AM-PM model to my day, AM being in my office and PM being outside. I prefer to call and work from home, which is my office, because there's a lot less distractions so I can focus more. One thing I learned is like most people, it's easy to get sidetracked. And what I found worked well for me for accountability was I put in a to-do list of each specific call I want to make or I open tabs in RP data and I just keep calling the people until I've actually called everyone. That way I'm accountable to do X number of properties or these addresses or whatever it might be rather than just being a bit flimsy and not having any real direction in what I want to do in the day or the session. What do you I, mean by what do you mean, Jay, by a to-do list with your calls? Explain, elaborate on that. So that's a list of addresses or owners' names who I want to call. And as I go, I'll cross them all off. And it helps because I have an actual in front of me who I need to call and what I need to do. Okay, beautiful. Keep going. Uh, I use a large monitor because I found it's helpful to be able to see more on the screen. So on one side, the left side, I have some scripts, notes, and the spreadsheet that I use, which is essentially a BDA pipeline list. And then on the right-hand side of the screen, I'll have RP data open uh, with their property. So when I'm talking about it or recent sales or whatnot, it's all there. And then I also have notes from previous calls and we use agent boxes, the CRM. So just a little bit about how my week works in terms of calling. On Monday, I really focus on buyer follow-ups, which I didn't get through to on Saturday, as well as any deals, a few crucial vendor calls or uh, seller calls and pipeline calls. On Tuesday is where my prospecting really begins. So on Tuesday, the focus is the whole entire pipeline, ranging from people that are looking like they'll be coming in to market within the next month to people that are, might be a year away, as well as following up appraisals and listing presentations and things like that. 
And then Wednesday or Tuesday and Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I do the quarterly calls. So I have three key BDA areas and every quarter I like to call them at least once as well as make calls uh, when needed for other things such as auction invites, which I've found is quite personal and they, well, the owners seem to really like that. Uh, I provide, I try to provide value with each call I make. So everything's hyper-local and I'll call with a specific reason. First key reason being an auction invite. Uh, that's mostly to their street. So if we have an auction, say, on a street called Beverly Crescent, I'd call everyone on Beverly Crescent as well as the other uh, houses that are similar to the property that we're auctioning. The other calls I'll make are just sold call. So I'd give them information and a bit more detail into the sale rather than just telling them a price. That way they feel they have some insight knowledge. So I might tell them where the buyer came from or where the previous offers have been or uh, where the negotiation started and when it finished, just things that aren't publicly available. And that way, again, they just feel a little bit special that they have some inside info. I'm going to stop there. Team, a comment on my post last night on prospecting from not an agent but someone in the public. Let me read it out. The name is Austin Dennis. And Austin goes on to say, young real estate agents ring me all the time. I instantly know they haven't done their homework. They start showing me recent sales in the area. However, none which have the slightest comparison to my home. If you ring me to prospect, make sure you have proper comparisons. Try and be relatable and not fake. Understand that I just might be happy where I am. If that's the case, offer me something better than what I have. I may not be looking, but if you can make the deal more sense, that you might get my interest. Understand if I sell, I need to gain somewhere. Anyway, it goes on. I'm not going to read it all. But for me, it is this need that when you call people, the purpose of your call, the reason, the why, the because has to be strong. Telling someone that's got a $1 million house about a $5 million house that sold, you know, 10 minutes away is not relevant. Sorry, Jay, keep going. That's all good. And, yeah, what Tom really resonates with me and just providing really, really local, hyper-local content that's why just as, and is, as an example, with that Beverly Crescent property, we sold it for $7 million. So I rung everyone on Beverly Crescent after letting them know about the sale. And I also rung the other properties in that particular pocket of Broad Beach Waters, just letting them know uh, that that property sold for $7 million if they had a house that was, say, sort of four, four and a half million plus. I didn't call the people that had it knocked down at the end of the canal and tell them that because it's not as relevant to them. However, that entire area did receive a text message about the sale. So they received a text and or a call or and plus a call. Okay, beautiful. So, Jay, where do you make – you make your calls at home? Yes. Right. How come? 
I've always found that there's less distractions. So in my apartment, I can control the environment. I can control the aircon, any noise, and there is no noise because no one's walking around. No one walks into my uh, space and asks me for something or says something, uh, and yeah, it's just quiet. So that's what I prefer. Okay. Everyone watching, I'm letting you know, those are watching now, even online or on the Zoom link, you are talking to Jay, part of the Michael Koloski EBU that did $10 million GCI and as an office did $51 million. And Jay's going to now run through a couple of his favourite pieces of dialogue that he uses prospecting. So, Jay, give us your, your, two, your two most common. It's given you a test drive of Real Estate Gym. Let me tell you, if you're a subscriber and a member of the gym, you'll be getting videos from our co-coaches all the time. You'll be getting mentors, you'll be getting scripts, you'll be getting dialogues, you'll be getting templates, and most importantly, my prospector, your personal accountability system to make more calls, get more appointments, get more listings. From around $10 per week, realestategym.com.au, your personal coach.